the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Hi, everybody. Another Alcatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970. The answer, a full hour this evening. A fantastic show for you tonight. One craft beer guest, actually, that'll be joining me this hour. News and notes to get to, and an expanded edition of Suds and Duds. Easy for me to say, but first, how can you follow me? Easy. On Twitter, at Al Gattulo, Instagram at Gattulo, G-A-T-T-U-L-L-O is the spelling. Facebook.com slash AG Craft Beer Cast via email at albertgnnycradio.com. Don't forget, Google Play and iTunes. You just do a search for AG Craft Beer Cast on those two platforms, and you can download all of the shows right from there and onto your portable device or on your computer or wherever you want to listen to it. Now, our only guest this evening on the Craft Beer Cast, it's Brendan Drury. He's the co-owner and brewmaster of Hoboken Brewing. They just started selling their beer this month around New Jersey. Hobokenbrewing.beer is the website. Again, Hobokenbrewing.beer is their website. That's where you can get more information, where you can find their beers. They've only got two out so far, but boy, let me tell you something. Two really good beers and a great conversation with Brendan about Gypsy Brewing um, and and just just how the company got started and lots of uh, fun stuff. Brendan was great. It's actually the interview is uh, close to 15 minutes long. It is fantastic. You will not want to miss this one. That's coming up in about 20 minutes from now. We've got lots of news and notes to get to. And, of course, a two-part suds and duds, one we're going to have after this break, and we'll have another one at the end of the program. But there is a lot of a lot of news and a lot of information to get to. First up, Cricket Hill Brewery. Can you believe it? They are turning 16 years old. They have brewed a sweet 16 anniversary India Pale Lager, uh, a, a unfiltered golden IPL. It features a modest grain bill to let the laurel and amarillo hop shine through. Uh, they have aroma. It has aromas of melon, cantaloupe, pineapple, sweet orange, and lemon zest. Uh, the IPL finishes clean, fruity, and slightly dry. It's a 5.3 percent ABV with a 46 IBU, and you can join them their 16th anniversary weekend uh, at their facility from October 12th to the 14th to help them celebrate. So great stuff from Cricket Hill Brewery, 16 years old, and they, they're going to have the sweet 16th anniversary India Pale Lager. Uh, then South Norte Brewing Company. This is a new craft brewery. It's located in San Diego, and they're celebrating the crossroads of culture and the mutual influence that Southern California and Northern Mexico have on one another. They're launching with two beers so far, and they're working with Uh, The good folks at Coronado Brewing, you've heard me talk about Coronado many times in this program. In fact, it's the catalyst of what got this program started uh, on the radio. And uh, they have uh, two new beers, the South Norte Brewing, that they're coming out with, trying to get some samples uh, if they're going to be canning uh, to taste them. If not, I'll have to wait till I go out to uh, San Diego in December and check them out. Uh, C, Senor, but the C is spelled S-E-A. Uh, this is a Mexican-style lager. takes the best of both worlds and bottles it uh, for brewed perfection in the press release. Uh, it's inspired by Lazy Days at the Beach. It's everything you want in a Southern-inspired cerveza. Crisp, refreshing, 
and brewed with the attention to detail you would expect from a craft brewery. Uh, and then no way, but it's spelt in the Mexican slang term of G-U-E-Y. And whether you're in San Diego or Tijuana, uh, as they say in the press release, you don't have to look far to find street vendors serving up fresh fruit with lime and chili. They took this uh, classic combination and brewed their interpretation of it. It is uh, starts as a classic San Diego IPA, dry, refreshing, and hoppy as hell. And then they add fresh mango and a blend of chili, lime, and salt for an authentic flavor, as they say that will have you saying, no way. So uh, that good stuff there from uh, South Norte Brewing, they just started. Left Hand Brewing, releasing their fall and seasonal limited beers. So let's say they have an Oktoberfest that is out now. It'll be available through the end of October. Uh, they have a study abroad. It is Left Hand's new Belgian-style single ale full of big Belgian yeast characteristics. It's a sessionable 4.5% ABV. That is out now, uh, will be available through October. Warrior IPA, which has just been released. It's a limited release. Uh, Sasson uh, uh, Genevieve, I believe. It is a uh, a quarterly Sasson series. It is the third beer in the series here. Uh, a lot of native Colorado ingredients and featuring juniper berries as well with a little mild tartness in it. That is out. Uh, it's out now. And it'll be available through October. And then Wake Up Dead Nitro, a limited release beer. Uh, let's see. This is a Russian Imperial Stout. A smooth trifecta of cocoa, dried fruit, and licorice notes. That sounds like something that I would enjoy tasting. As we continue on here in our news and notes segment here on the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer. Now, on Thursday, it was National uh, Drink Beer Day. So to, uh, a uh, nationaltoday.com, the researchers there, did a survey. They asked 2,000 Americans about everyone's favorite hoppy drink. Uh, they say 36% of Americans say their preferred drink is beer when meeting friends at a bar. Margaritas uh, follows at 17%, wine at 13%, cosmopolitans at 5%, and gin and tonics uh, at 4% round out the top five. 67% of Americans prefer domestic beer, while only 33% prefer imported beer. Domestic beer is double, uh, doubly as popular as imports. They didn't break down craft beer, though, so it would be interesting to see what the breakdown is. Craft beer to, say, like a Budweiser or a Coors Light. And then here is America's top 10 most beer-loving states. Number one is Massachusetts at 51%. Missouri is at 50%. Wisconsin at 49%. Oklahoma, 48%. Arizona, 47 New Jersey at 46%. Way to go, New Jersey. Virginia at 46%. Maryland is at 45%. The great state of New York at 44%. And Colorado rounds out the top 10 at 43%. So uh, interesting on that top 10 list. Massachusetts really doesn't surprise me, but everybody is kind of close there. Uh, but good to see New Jersey at number 6 and New York at number 9. Uh, surprisingly enough, I, would have, I, I, I honestly would not have expected New Jersey to even place on that list, but it goes to show you the great beer that New Jersey is producing and what people are drinking. So that's awesome. As we continue on here on the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer, uh, Blue Point, when, uh, again, I know it's a big beer. I know people have a problem with it, but Blue Point has broken ground officially on their new brewing location. It'll be at 225 West Main Street. It was formerly Briarcliff College. Uh, they uh, announced plans in February to start building this facility. It's a 54,000-square-foot facility. It will be open spring-summer of 2018. I am very excited about this. They sold to Anheuser-Busch InBev back in 2014, but I've been big fans of uh, Blue Point since before that, and uh, I have an invitation to be out there when they open up the brewery. It's going to have a restaurant and a tasting room, an outdoor beer garden, it is going to be a lot of fun. 
Mark Burford has done a tremendous job uh, growing this company. And, of course, I know people are going to have a problem with it because it was sold out to Big Beer. But I am big fans of Blue Point Brewing and very excited uh, that this is uh, uh, underway and is taking place. And uh, good luck to them. And hopefully uh, there are no real significant delays and they get this uh, facility open within spring uh, or summer of next year. Here is some interesting news. Speaking of big independent brewers, uh, an article that came out earlier this week uh, with uh, Bloomberg uh, at Bloomberg.com, and we've posted it on the Alcatulo Craft Beer Cast uh, Facebook page, and you should definitely check it out. Uh, it looks as though there is some speculation in a report this past Tuesday from an analyst that suggests that Samuel Adams may be up for sale. Uh, the brewer has struggled to, uh, to boost its performance, uh, drinkers now have more than 4,000 craft breweries to choose from. It's actually more than that. It's, uh, it's over 5,000 now. Uh, the Boston-based company is losing market share, according to this article. Boston Beer is also still searching for its next chief executive officer. And uh, Credit Suisse Group's uh, AG Laurent Grandet sent in a note, and this is a quote from him, although founder Jim Cook seems determined to turn the business around, we think the likelihood of a takeout goes higher if Samuel Adams' rejuvenation efforts ultimately fail next year. The shares uh, gained as much as 5.9% at, at, as of this past Tuesday. We're at $162 in New York trading, the biggest intraday gain since July 28th. The stock had fallen, though, 9.9% uh, through this past Monday. So, you know, listen, Sam Adams, uh, to be honest with you, could they be bought out? Now, Miller Cor- uh, Molson Coors has been speculated as the buyer of Samuel Adams. And the reason why is because um, Samuel Adams has expanded uh, their um, their offerings in the, um, in the cider uh, industry, spiked seltzer as well. They've made strides in those areas. So they've made themselves more palatable to a buyer. Um, do I think that uh, they could um, sell? I do. I do think they could sell. Here's why. Boston Lager is a great beer. But I think that Samuel Adams missed the boat when it came to IPAs. When IPAs were big, Samuel Adams wasn't making them. They got in late, and they lost market share on that. And I think the reason I, – I don't, I, I don't really get the reasons why. Maybe it was a personal philosophy of Jim Cook that he didn't want to brew IPAs. And I think he mentioned it on our show when we had him on last year. But I have to go back and check the interview. But honestly um, – the best IPA that they put out was their Rebel Raw last year, which was a, an IPA that was out very quickly, 30 to 60 days, and then off the shelves. That's the best one. Sam Adams does a great job with specialty beers and their Boston Lager. Their Oktoberfest is great. Their Boston Lager is excellent. But they have missed the mark on a, on a really good IPA that could boost sales. Their specialty beers, their one-offs, Grumpy Monk, those types of beers, excellent. They're utopious, fantastic. Great stuff. Unfortunately... Uh, that I think, in my opinion, they missed their boat on the IPAs. And that, I think, is the reason why Samuel Adams has been fluctuating and why it's been having some problems. And to be honest with you, I, I will never say never in this business. We've seen other, other other breweries being sold. Do I think Jim Cook wants to sell to a big, to a big uh, you know, uh, company? No. I think he wants to keep it in-house for as long as he possibly can because he cares about his employees. The other thing that Jim Cook has done that people don't recognize enough is he has helped small businesses. He has helped smaller craft breweries by loans, by giving them advice, by having them come up to the brewery. He has done a tremendous job. He has given back. But do I think that Jim Cook could sell Samuel Adams at some point in the next year? It is possible. Never say never in this business. When we come back after a short break, part one of Suds and Duds and Folks, 
just getting started on this hour-long program that focuses on that delicious beverage made with barley and hops. This is the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer. So with all this talk of taking a knee for the national anthem, we thought it was a good idea to remember the fifth stanza to the Star-Spangled Banner, written in 1861 by Oliver Wendell Holmes when he was distraught over the Civil War. If a foe from within strike a blow at her glory, down, down with the traitor that dares to defile the flag of her stars and the page of her story, and the Spangled Banner in triumph shall wave, while the land of the free is the home of the brave. AM 970. The answer. As you walk up to the Barrow House in Clifton, New Jersey, you're transported back in time by the reconstructed 19th century farmhouse design, complete with reclaimed wood beams and flooring. Once inside, the experience truly begins. Each room has its own unique, comfortable feel, starting with the Morris Canal-inspired bar, open till 3 a.m. nightly, to the colonial-era dining rooms lined with historical oil paintings. Each twist and turn tells a story, and it certainly does. It is an adventure in history. Whether you select the old smoky brisket sausage sandwich or the chicken fried duck, you can't go wrong. I had just an amazing meal, uh, the pulled pork at the Barrow House. Pair any meal with any of the 18 craft beers on draft or choose from the wine list with a special focus on small farm wineries. Or try a tasty seasonal craft cocktail. The Barrow House on Van Houten Avenue in Clifton, quickly becoming a destination dining and bar experience not to be forgotten. Visit thebarrowhouse.com. Return to a simpler time, the Barrow House. And when in Nutley, don't forget to visit Cowan's Public Art Deco Speakeasy. Hi, Kevin McCullough. Have you ever had a legal question pertaining to elder law or estate law and wondered to yourself, what's the best course of action to take? Every Thursday during Kevin McCullough Radio at 5 o'clock on AM 970, The Answer, you'll hear Mike Connors of Connors & Sullivan Attorneys at Law answer a listener's actual question. If you have a legal question for Mike Connors, the Ask the Lawyer host, simply email the question to askmikeconnors at gmail.com or call the Legal Question of the Week phone line at 347-735-MIKE. That's 347-735-6453. And don't forget to tune in to Ask the Lawyer with Mike Connors every Saturday evening at 6 on AM 970, The Answer. Hey, this is Michael Riedel from On the Town here on AM 970, The Answer. One of my favorite American plays is Eugene O'Neill's masterpiece, The Iceman Cometh. And it's going to be starring one of our finest actors, Denzel Washington. He's coming to Broadway. He is a first-rate actor. You do not want to miss him in The Iceman Cometh. So to get tickets to see Denzel Washington in The Iceman Cometh, go to IcemanOnBroadway.com. That's IcemanOnBroadway.com. You will not want to miss Denzel Washington in this great, great American play. That's IcemanOnBroadway.com. Blue Star Medicated Ointment gets five-star reviews from our loyal users for fast relief of the pain and itch of almost any skin irritation. Blue Star soothes insect bites and fungal infections. It really works on the summer rashes I get every year. I had psoriasis on my elbows. Blue Star worked wonders. Amazing stuff. Smear a bit on and the itch is gone. Look for the white box with the Blue Star in the first aid section. Feel Blue Star work fast or your money back. AM 97, The Answer. Welcome back to the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer, uh, a segment we like to call Suds and Duds, but we're doing this one in two parts. 
uh, this evening because it's been a while since we've actually had a legitimate Suds and Duds segment. I had to rush through one, I think, a couple of weeks ago. And, boy, there has been a lot of beer that I have uh, partaken in over the last several weeks. A little of the alarm, Rescue Me, from the uh, Eye of the Hurricane uh, album back in the uh, mid-80s or late 80s, 87, 88, if you want to call it that. Uh, but, I, you know, listen, how can you follow me? Very simple. At Twitter, uh, at Al Gattulo, Instagram, at Gattulo, G-A-T-T-U-L-L-O, Facebook.com slash A-G Craft Beer Cast, uh, email at Albert G at NYC Radio.com, and, of course, uh, iTunes and Google Play. Just do a search for A-G Craft Beer Cast, and you can download and listen to every one of the shows right from there. So let's kick off this uh, extensive Suds and Duds segment. We're going to have part two uh, to finish off the program, and that's going to recap uh, a uh, a dinner that I went to, well, not so much a dinner, but a um, uh, something that Paragon Tap and Table put on where they had uh, a distillery, uh, whiskey from uh, Utah, Cigar City beer, cigars being rolled on the patio, tapas uh, from uh, Chef Eric Levine, uh, just some really, really good stuff. But we'll get to that in our final segment of the program. Let's get into the beers that I've had for quite some time. So as we kick it off here... Uh, let's go to our the place I just mentioned, Paragon Tap and Table, where I started off uh, a few weeks back with a Can You Dig It by Brick City Brewing. Real good stuff. Uh, smooth, not a sharp bite, but it's definitely there for an IPA. Uh, this one was uh, enjoyable, uh, a sort of middle-of-the-road IPA, uh, not too high on the ABV scale, but uh, definitely uh, a very good uh, tasting uh, IPA. Brick City doing great work. Uh, right outside of uh, Giant Stadium, just a couple minutes from MetLife Stadium, Giant Stadium. I'm, I'm always, gonna, I think I'm always going to call it uh, Giant Stadium. Then I had a Cypress Love from. Uh, this is a collaboration between Cypress Brewing and Bolero Snort. You tell me something is a double IPA. Nine times out of ten, I am going to try it. This was delicious, juicy. Just I, put it this way: it was so good when I had it on tap at Paragon that I ended up buying a four pack of it. When I saw it in the stores uh, over at Joe Canals in uh, in Island, it's that good. Try it if you like juicy double IPAs. This is definitely the one for you. Great collaboration uh, between Cypress and Bolero Snort. Then I had a, a Chigmeister, uh, the USS Mosaic. That is uh, the Admiral's flagship. A very good one. This one a, a little bit more malty uh, than uh, you know that I would expect out of a double IPA. Very good though. Uh, and as I wrote on uh, Untapped, which you can follow me there at Gatulo, uh, double your pleasure. So uh, good stuff from Chigmeister. Then I had uh, the fo- good folks from Adirondack Brewery had sent me uh, a number of beers, a growler of uh, one of their beers, which I had reviewed. And then, of course, uh, a couple of different ones. This one was uh, a wave number three. It's a Lake George's uh, IPA from Adirondack Brewery. Nice and smooth, uh, real delicious. Uh, Adirondack beer making some excellent beers. And uh, thank you to the good folks from Adirondack uh, for sending me their beers uh, to try on the Suds and Duds segment. This is a really, really good beer. If you can find it in the New York area, definitely pick it up. If you like IPAs, you will definitely enjoy it. As we continue on our Suds and Duds segment on the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, the answer, part one of our Suds and Duds segment. Uh, Samuel Adams Harvest Hef uh, by the good folks at Sam Adams. They sent me uh, a couple of bottles of this as well as their Oktoberfest. Nice spice on this one, good flavor. Definitely perfect for a fall night. If you like Hefeweizens uh, and you like a little uh, extra oomph to them in terms of spice, this is definitely one to pick up. If you're not a fan of Oktoberfest beers, I get it. But if you're, if you're into Hefeweizens, and I'm 
growing. The Hefeweizens are growing on me. This is a really good one from uh, Samuel Adams. And as we discussed in our earlier segment about the, the fact that is Sam Adams going to sell? What's going to happen there? Uh, again, m- my opinion is Samuel Adams makes a great Boston lager. That is a consistently great beer. They've missed the mark on some other ones, as I said. IPAs, definitely for sure they missed the boat on that one. But Samuel Adams puts out consistently good beer. It would be a shame uh, if they sell. But in this business, never say never. Then the iPlay America event that I went to two weeks ago, didn't really get a chance to go through all of the beers uh, that I had there. But, boy, and it's a lengthy list. So uh, we started off in the VIP lounge, uh, a Buffalo Nickel-aged uh, in bourbon barrels by Double Nickel. Super boozy with bourbon, but very, very smooth, delicious, great stuff from the guys at Double Nickel. Uh, then I had a uh, – oh, actually, we started it off with a Sunday brunch by Kane. You can't beat this. The cinnamon, the coffee, the chocolate flavors in this, just unbelievable. Kane consistently putting out great beers. If you have not had a chance to get down to Ocean County and check out Kane, you are missing something special in New Jersey. Carton makes great beers. Kane is making great beers. Uh, you know, to me, they're 1 and 1A, and I think right now Kane is edging out Carton just slightly at, at the consistency of the IPAs that they are putting out and some of their specialty stuff. Just a little bit they are edging out Carton, but boy, I'll tell you, you cannot go wrong with either of these breweries, but Kane really doing a fantastic job. Angry Eric. Boy, I'll tell you, I don't drink enough of these guys. These are guys I definitely have to get more, uh, some more of their beers. Hop and Awe, a double IPA, folks, worthy of... Of its name, nice fruit nose, not super bitter, smooth going down, excellent, well done, excellent beer. Hop and Awe by Angry Eric. As we move on here on the Suds and Duds segment, part one of Suds and Duds on the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer. Forgotten Boardwalk is another brewery that I don't, I don't talk about enough. I mean, we mentioned some of the things that they do, but uh, the Tightrope Walker aged in maple syrup bourbon barrels. This was excellent. And to me, this porter, a perfect example of bringing boozy into a beer without killing you with bourbon. Some places just want to dump bourbon in there, and all you get is that overwhelming taste of bourbon. This one is very, very subtle, yet strong. You taste the bourbon without it being too much. You taste beer. That's what I want to taste when I'm tasting something that's been aged in a bourbon barrel. I want to taste beer, but I also want to get that hint of bourbon on the back end. This one does it. The Tightrope Walker, aged in maple syrup bourbon barrels by Forgotten Boardwalk. Great job at a Forgotten Boardwalk on that one. Then I had a Village Idiot, the Hoptimizer IPA. Nicely done. Right amount of bitterness. Well done, guys, from Village Idiot. Uh, against the Grain from Lower Forge Brewing. Decent red ale. Nothing memorable. Uh, I liked it. Would I buy it again? Probably not. Um, that might be the dud of the day. And and really, it's it's more or less... I'm not a big fan of red ale, so uh, it, it just it was good. It was drinkable. I certainly didn't pour it out, but I don't know if I would buy it again. So if, if anything, that might be the dud of the day. The Almentry, another uh, local Jersey brewer doing fantastic work. A-game, a very good middle-of-the-road IPA. If you like something that's very drinkable, delicious, if you like something that doesn't have a lot of you know super hoppiness or super bitterness to it, this is definitely one for you. Uh, a variation by Angry Eric. Loving the citrus on this one. Very easy drinking. Good stuff uh, from Angry Eric. Uh, got a chance to try the Ego IPA by Carton. The bomb. Fantastic double IPA. Definitely something you should pick up if you see it in cans. It's a great beer. I urge you to check it out. If you're on Staten Island and you want to check it out, you don't want to take the trip down to Carton, 
Go over to Beverage Island uh, on Richmond Terrace. They have cans of it like you wouldn't believe. Go get it. Ego IPA by Carton. You will not be disappointed. Death of the Fox Brewing. Excellent. Hazy, crazy diamond. Excellent IPA. Got a chance to talk to Chuck Williamson uh, from Death of the Fox Brewing. He's doing great uh, at his brewery. Have to get a, get down there, check out the brews as well as the coffee. But, boy, I'll tell you, Chuck, it was great to talk to you. Great job from Death of the Fox Brewing. Uh, a, an excellent IPA. Then I had a Belgian Golden uh, from Double Nickel. Uh, good stuff. Nice fruity flavors. Uh, an excellent Belgian beer. Hoboken Brewing. As uh, we're going to speak to uh, Brendan Drury of Hoboken Brewing coming up in our next segment, had their Cityside IPA, outstanding. Great bite, delicious, definitely one to check out. Uh, King, uh, King Gambrinus Belgian Triple by Jersey Girl Brewing. Uh, middle of the road triple, not great, not bad, probably another dud for me. Uh, it was okay. N- n- again, nothing memorable about it. Jug Handle, putting out a fire pit wit, excellent wheat beer. Great flavors of banana and clove in that one. Really enjoyed that one. Uh, Lone Eagle Brewing, my favorite Marzen. Nicely done. Great malt flavor. Great taste. So if you like, uh, again, German beers and Marzens uh, are kind of, not too many people are making them. That was an excellent beer. Tuckahoe Brewing, the Quatrain, very good IPA. Nice bitter bite to that one. Uh, Cape May. Ah, this was really good. City to Shore. Delicious double IPA. It's in cans. You can get it in stores. Great hop and bitter flavor. Excellent. Uh, Chigmeister, uh, barley wine. Boozy, strong, better when it's warmed up. Not to be drunk, chilled. Uh, definitely get let that one warm up. Uh, an ESB by Village Idiot, another very good beer. Tastes better as it warms up. Uh, great bitterness to this one. Um, you will definitely like this one if you like beers uh, more at room temperature from Village Idiot. Uh, let's see. Sketchbook, Hops and Dreams, had this over a Paragon Tapping Table from Elementary. Lots of hops, great bite, delicious. And let's see, had the uh, Oktoberfest, the New York State Oktoberfest by Adirondack. Well done. Nice amber color, all New York State hops, very tasty. Caramel malt, delicious. Good job from the folks at Adirondack. Then it was over at Jones Beach. Uh, You know what? We're going to save the Jones Beach because we're running out of time here in this segment. We'll save the Jones Beach stuff from Sammy Hagar for our final segment on uh, Suds and Duds. But when we come back, Brendan Drury from Hoboken Brewing is going to join us on the Alcatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970 The Answer. Small business owners and sales professionals don't miss AM 970's Business Networking Breakfast on October 19th. TV anchor and author Steve Adubato will lead an engaging discussion on business growth through effective marketing. We've assembled an all-star lineup of industry experts. You'll learn tips on marketing through social media, online advertising, sports, and radio from president and founder of Blue Rock Energy, Phil Van Horn, digital marketing expert Isaac Radansky, financial expert Gary Goldberg, and political expert and analyst Jeannie Zeno. Joe Pitt. Scapo and the Morning Team will be broadcasting live. A delicious gourmet breakfast from DR Catering will be served. Don't forget, bring lots of business cards to enter for several great prizes. It's happening on Thursday, October 19th at Passaic County Community College in Wanakew. You'll come away with information, contacts, and motivation to grow your business. Entry is free, but you must register online at am970theanswer.com. The Salem Business Breakfast, sponsored by Blue Rock Energy. I've talked about this place, too, on the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast. Cowan's Public may have been born in 2015, but its historic roots, they stretch back into the 1930s. This Art Deco speakeasy in Nutley, New Jersey, opened its doors just after the repeal of Prohibition. The main room features a curved Art Deco bar with custom stained glass, a roaring fireplace, 
plenty of seating. Cowan's Public has 16 rotating craft beers on draft for all tastes, and they use local purveyors focusing on the freshest ingredients. Try their fried chicken biscuit sandwich, or perhaps the wild mushroom taco. Both of them are winners. I had the Korean pineapple chicken tacos, just the right amount of heat. Fantastic. Cowan's Public focuses on seasonal specialty cocktails with premium ingredients, house-made syrups, and fresh-squeezed juices. If you're looking for something really unique, Cowan's Public offers a barrel-aged cocktail program featuring five cocktails that have been aged in different spirit barrels, taking on the flavors of the wood and the spirit that was previously held in the barrel. Visit CowansPublic.com. The 1930s never looked so good. Cowan's Public, your local escape. And when in Clifton, visit the newly constructed Barrow House Bar and Restaurant. Tweet us on Twitter. Like us on Facebook. We're everywhere. AM 970. TheAnswer.com. Welcome back to the Al Gattulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970. The Answer. You can follow me on Twitter at Al Gattulo, Instagram at Gattulo. That's G A T U L O. Facebook.com slash AG Craft Beer Cast via email at Albert G at NYCRadio.com. Don't forget Google Play and iTunes. Just do a search for AG Craft Beer Cast, and you can download and listen to every single show uh, right from those two platforms. Now, my guest on the cast, he is one of the co-founders of a brewery that has just started operations in Hoboken, New Jersey. But they have a little bit of a different story here. Hobokenbrewing.beer. That is the website for more information. Again, Hobokenbrewing.beer. Let me welcome in Brendan Drury to the Craft Beer Cast on AM 970. The answer, Brendan, welcome. Hello, hello. How you doing? Good, good. Now, so, how, Brendan, how did Hoboken Brewing get it, uh, get it start? Um, all right. I mean, back to the, the roots of it. Um, I would say we're pushing close to about 10 years ago. Um, I was back in uh, finance, worked for a few of the, one of, uh, a few of the large uh, financial firms uh, in the area, and thought I wanted a life in finance and quickly realized it was not for me. Mm-hmm. Um, but I was kind of locked into it, and, uh, and I was young, so I was you know, trying to rise up uh, the ladder there. And uh, I needed something in my spare time, really, to just kind of uh, distract me, but also something that was challenging and had a bit of a learning curve. And um, brewing kind of uh, kind of hit the spot for me. It was also right around the time that uh, Michael Jackson died, not the singer, um, the author, the beer author. Okay. And, uh, and I was following, you know, this is back at the, uh, the beginning stages of, like, social media, but I was following a lot of the, uh, the, the breweries that were around back then that were, you know, that are now a lot of the larger ones, which are pretty much kind of bought out. Um, but the, the culture around them was, was awesome, just the way that they would respond to his death and how, um, you know, it, it basically impacted the entire industry and those that were doing it uh, the way they wanted to. And, and I, I, I loved it. And it was it kind of it kind of grabbed me. So um, I decided to go out and get some 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 literature and, and watch as many YouTube videos as possible. Mm-hmm. And uh, and it kind of just festered from there. So that took uh, a couple years. And in 2011, I left finance and built a uh, a homebrew uh, system. And that was right around the time that one of, one of my, my hometown buddies, Andrew, uh, was coming over and, and hanging out and trying the beers. And he was big into craft beer as well. And, and we both kind of had a little bit of a light bulb and said, you know, we could really start something with this. Now, the, the name, I had actually registered the name back in, I believe it was 2009. So, wow. uh, there, you know, it was, it was, there was intent back then. And, uh, and that's, that's also where I, you know, I was brewing in my garage uh, up until pretty much March of this year. Oh, wow. Um, uh, yeah, yeah. So, um, Anyway, it was around 2012 that we really started uh, putting things together. We did some homebrew competitions under the name, 
um, we, we won a bunch of them. We, we placed well. Uh, there was a good following for it, and uh, we started to kind of wean out which beers worked, which ones we liked, and uh, you know which ones obviously didn't work. So uh, that was great. And then we decided to actually go ahead and, and, and bite the bullet, and uh, we stopped doing home brewing competitions because there's a gray area there. Right. And uh, and actually started putting together companies. So we we um, had a team of uh, lawyers that we hired uh, put together a business plan with us that took us about a year. Um, and then we then started searching for capital, and that took us about another year. Mm-hmm. And uh, we started registering the company back around February or January of this year with the state and the TTB. And uh, and then we were legit or legal as uh, you know on paper as a wholesaler, not not an actual brick and mortar brewery, right. uh, as a wholesaler as of about June or July. Um, so that's that's kind of a you know the the seed of, of how we began uh, the. The approach that we took, you know, we, we back, you know, back when we were forming the, the actual entity, we decided which path we wanted to go down. And we saw where the industry was going. We, we knew what we wanted to do. Mm-hmm. And uh, we also didn't want to get caught in uh, the latter part of the growth where everybody is saying, you know, the, the pie keeps growing. We're not competing with each other. Uh, you know, everybody's just kind of making beer and doing well. And, and we knew that. And that was great. We loved it. But we were also fearing that at some point that would end. Um, so we were trying to strategically plan ahead. And uh, we didn't have the capital to open up our own brewer, even if we wanted to. Uh, in this town, it's very hard to actually uh, do that. There sure. Hasn't been any, yeah, there hasn't been any, any licensing uh, in this town for such a, an entity. And uh, we'd have to basically get approval from the town. We'd have to uh, actually uh, do some uh, zoning changes. So um, it would take us roughly about two to three years, really, to kind of uh, from day one with the town to actually being able to break ground. Um, and we knew that. We knew that it, 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 we, we wanted to get, we had beer, we wanted to get it in people's hands, and we wanted to basically, you know, have fun with it. And this was the path that we chose. So uh, we decided we wanted to go out and find a, um, a brewery that was kind of in the Goldilocks zone for us uh, for many different aspects. Uh, one, uh, and first and foremost, they, they made awesome beer, um, as well as their quality control was, was the best there is. Uh, two, they had a, uh, a growth strategy for any brand. So um, one of the things we realized when we went around in northern Jersey looking for a partner brewer, uh, brewery, was that they didn't have a lot of space. And obviously with the way the, the market was going, um, they would say, look, we can we can give you X amount of space, whether that's X amount of barrels per month or we can give you one, one tank or one brew, whatever that is. Um, that was about it. And they, they were basically saying the, the, uh, the industry is blowing up and we need to reserve a lot of our excess space for us or for the other uh, brands that we actually brew for. So it was really, really hard finding uh, the perfect uh, partner for this. And uh, we also knew that if we went at a, a let's just say, a 15 or a 20-barrel uh, brewery partner and uh, they allowed us, let's just say, two or three brews per month, we'd be maxing out, you know, r- roughly, let's call it, anywhere under, uh, you know, 60 to 100 barrels per month if we're lucky and yeah that's a lot of beer obviously it's a lot of beer but we didn't want to get into some sort of a contract where we were were, uh, limited to that and we would hit our ceiling at some point so really what was really important to us was making sure that we didn't create our own ceilings and we tried to keep the you know just open roof for everything and that's really what brought us to florida that's uh that's brew hub right Uh, hub in lakeland in lakeland florida we're talking with brendan drury he's one of the co-founders of hoboken brewing HobokenBrewing.beer is the website for more information on the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer. So uh, so essentially, BrewHub had the ability to produce the beer that you wanted to and the quantities that you wanted to without limitations. You got it. Um, yeah, and sorry if I'm ranting. No, no. 
Not at all. <laughs> um, I love talking about this stuff. So, yeah, Brew Hub, um, they, are, they are awesome. Uh, they've been around for about five, six years. I've been following them since they were an idea uh, when they were actually looking for funding themselves and um, was just following them from, from day one. So I was excited when they broke ground, and I always looked at them as a possibility down the line whenever we got to this point. Um, and uh, we, we both, Andrew and I, were, were kind of haggling them for for a little bit of a little bit of time. The, uh, the CEO Tim is is an awesome guy, mm. and um, he would have meetings with us and be like, "Look, guys, you know you're great. We think you got a great brand. We 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 sent our beers down to them, and he's like, the beers are awesome." He goes, "But we're at our growth point where um, it's too risky for us to take uh, startups." So you know they were they were representing brands uh, like Toppling Goliath, which is huge and, and awesome, and. Right. Uh, as well as Highline uh, for Cigar City, and they also have Green Man. So, you know, they have some really awesome, reputable brands that, that are pumping out sick beer, and uh, and that was really where they were. So um, he's like, what I need you to do is I need you to get to a level uh, where we can see that you have a growth in sales, we can project them, and therefore we can really serve what we are here for for you. And uh, we were like, okay, that's fine. So we, we started looking around, and uh, – we actually went up to Boston, and we were about to sign with uh, one of two breweries out of Boston mm. uh, who are also very, very great, and, and they were um, kind of like startup partner breweries. Um, and they were right around the, uh, the, the 50 to 120-barrel um, mark. And uh, right before we were about to sign with them, uh, Tim called us back. I was like, hey, um, you know, you guys got a minute? We were like, yeah. And he's like, all right, we're, we're going we're to take, take you on. We think you got potential, and, um, you know, we don't really do startups anymore, but, but we want to do it. So. Wow. We were stoked about that. Uh, we flew down um, basically the next couple days. Uh, we brought our beer down as well and just had a, a conference meeting with uh, with them, uh, their brewers, and just kind of ripped the beer apart and said, you know, what do you want to do, this, this, that. Uh, they actually took our beer into a lab, and their, their, their lab is, is huge. I actually was out in Sierra Nevada in Chico. Uh, California, and they uh, their lab is comparable, which was insane. So wow. they ripped they ripped our beer apart. And uh, during our, our our meeting, which was like an hour later, they came back in with a printout of everything, down to like the parts per million of everything. And they said, "Look, you know, here here is the beer that uh, you brought in. Is this what you want?" And we were like, "Yep." So um, they they basically took it, they scaled it up, and I addressed my concerns with them in terms of you know, like hop utilization and, um, you know, how minerals would impact it at that level, uh, being that we were going basically from 10 gallons to, you know, 3,000. Um, and they were basically like, look, here's, here's the deal. We, we can we can go back and forth and just kind of figure out what we think it will be. But, you know, your, your first batch is always going to be riskiest, and that's for any brewery. I mean, even if we started our own, sure. uh, our, our, own, our own brewery with our own tanks, that first batch is always, you know, rolling the dice. So um, we, we, we did it, and uh, everything turned out great and uh we're actually brewing batch two um tomorrow and uh we've already addressed all of our concerns and uh gotten a lot of public feedback so i basically uh, ripped apart everything that i want to change and uh talked to their brewer down there and he was like no problem we'll put those changes in and and we're, we're actually excited for batch two that's awesome we're talking with brendan drury he's one of the co-founders of hoboken brewing on the algatulo craft beer cast on am 970 the answer hobokenbrewing.beer the website for more information so let's talk about these two beers that you have out Brendan, uh, the uh, first, the City Side IPA, and then the Bodie Blonde. Now, the IPA uh, I get is one of your first two offerings. Lots of folks, myself included, love IPAs. I enjoyed this. I had it at the Jersey Craft Brewers, uh, Brewers Fest at I Play America a few weeks back. But the Bodie Blonde, I'm guessing, which is a nod uh, to Bodie from Point Break, uh, it has coconut in it. Was this meant to be a more approachable beer? Uh, yeah, yes and no. Actually, that beer was uh, was actually kind of uh, a joke. Um, Back uh, 
Uh, one year I went to Tap, New York. This is probably five years ago. Mm-hmm. And um, I, I love Point Break, the original, not the new one. Right, no, 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 the <laughs> new one stinks. I'll go with you on that. <laughs> but um, I, I, I just I love Swayze's character, Bodie. He's, right. he's, he's, he's like a Dexter. You know, he, he's a bad guy, but you root for him. You feel for him. Right. And, uh, and I thought he played that role perfectly. So it's one of my favorites. But, you know, one day I was just sitting there with my feet up, and I was saying, you know what, what would be this, this villain's favorite beer after Robin Banks? Uh, he comes home, kicks his feet up, and what beer does he pull out of his fridge? So, uh, you know, I just made it as a joke, and uh, it was basically obviously going to be a blonde ale because he's got blonde hair. Right. Uh, the movie is based out of California, so we use California hops, California yeast. Um, the minerals, uh, I make it uh, a little softer, so it, it's not it's not too uh, crisp. It's more of a smoother beer. Mm. And uh, and then we run it through um, flaked organic coconut, so it's just a bed. It's, you know, kind of like... Uh, uh, like a, a grain bed almost, and we just kind of circulate that through. So I made it as a joke, and we, we had 10 gallons of it. We brought it to uh, one of our festivals and uh, ended up winning it by a landslide. And, and uh, Andrew and I just kind of, you know, light bulb went off and said, this is this is a great beer. And, you know, we had, uh, there's probably, you know, 25, 30 different um, home brewers or, or, or breweries um, tables at this event. And we were one of the only ones that had, like, a line. And the line was, like, 20 people deep, and it was females and males. And it kept coming back. So, you know, we're not bad-looking guys, but there, was, there wasn't really a reason that I, that I could see for that. So we were asking, and everybody was like, look, you know, it, a, lot of, a lot of the females are saying, I'm here with my boyfriend or I'm here with, you know, my family. And they're going around. They're trying all, like, the, you know, peanut butter chocolate ales or the the, imper- the double imperial IPAs. Right. Uh, all all the, the crazy beers that people were trying to kind of compete against. And we just had a really good, like, just sessionable beer that they could just keep drinking. And they're like, and that's it. And, you know, same, same thing, light bulb went off. And we're like, you know, this is great. It's, you know, it's an easy, sessionable, low-alcohol beer. We both love it. We, we're drinking it. So at that point, we were like, let's, let's start honing in on this and perfecting it. And it took nice. us about a year to really kind of nail down what we like. That is awesome. That is awesome. Now, last question from me, Brendan, and we're talking with Brendan Drury, one of the co-founders of Hoboken Brewing. Uh, you're, you're self-distributing your beers How's the response been in New Jersey uh, so far? And you know, is it is it more? Is obviously it's a little bit more difficult than having a distributor. But how has the progress been so far? It's it's good. It's good. You know, we um, being at the size that we started at, we were very intimidated uh, with every aspect of this business that we were going to have to kind of tackle and own. And you know, distribution was was the gorilla. So. Um, you know, we had always planned on going with a distributor, and um, we had met with distributors in New York City. We met with a bunch of distributors in uh, in New Jersey. All of them were great. Uh, some were more, you know, thumbs up with us. Some were thumbs down. So um, we, we kind of nailed down what we wanted and who we wanted to go with, and we were basically at, like, the you know, the dotted line, ready to sign. Hmm. And uh, we, Andrew and I were just – there was just something in our gut that we're like, you know what, like, we're, we're signing this even though there's a part of us that doesn't really want to. We kind of felt like we were – you know, giving up, I don't want to say control, but giving up, uh, you know, just the the, the brand um, it, itself as a whole. Mm. Um, and, and we weren't ready to do that. So we, we, we pulled back um, and just kind of ripped through the numbers again uh, and just started putting together just an expense sheet as to what we would need to do it on our own, break even points, et cetera, just tons and tons of finance. And uh, it was a risk, and, and, we, and we knew that. And we said, you know what, if we can get to this point, X, um, then, then we've, we're, we're happy with it, and at that point, we, we made the right decision. And, uh, you know, we're still hunting for that. We're, we're, we're nowhere near it, but sure. we're, we're uh, you know, we're three weeks old, and uh, and it's been great. You know, I'm, 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 every day I wake up and I'm happy. I, I come and I grab, you know, 50 to 100 cases of beer, and I go deliver them to, 
to great bars, restaurants, and stores, and everybody is just, it's just a great industry. Everybody is awesome, and uh, it, it, it beats sitting at a desk. So yeah. um, you, you know, ain't I'm kidding. Happy. It's better yeah, when you exactly. enjoy what you do, right? Exactly. And, I, you know, I'm, I'm happy, and, you know, Andrew loves it. He's, he's obsessed with it, you know, so uh, we're, 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 we're happy. We're, we, we know we made the right move, and, and where we want to be, we're going to get to, and I hope we get there sooner than, than we anticipate, but, you know, it's, it's an upward climb for sure. Right. At, well, you know, listen, slow and steady uh, uh, wins the race. That's uh, usually what happens most, most times. My guest has been Brendan Drury. He's one of the co-founders of Hoboken Brewing, uh, along with Andrew Zabrowski. Uh, they're the co-owners of HobokenBrewing.beer, excuse me, is the website for more information, but it's Hoboken Brewing. And, Brendan, best of luck. Thanks so much for joining me on the Craft Beer Cast tonight. Very much appreciate it. Anytime. Thank you. Anytime you want it, let us know. This was fun. You got it. When we come back, part two of Suds and Duds. It's all after a short break on the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer. Hugh Hewitt is all for free speech, but you must accept the consequences. I just think this is the biggest nightmare for the NFL, and they are wrong to think it will pass. Everybody has a right to be free from governmental interference with their speech. I'm a First Amendment absolutist. That's the bottom line. People need to be responsible for their speech. The Hugh Hewitt Show. Weekday mornings at 3, right before Joe Piscopo at 6 on AM 970. The Answer. You know, we've talked about the Barrow House on the Joe Piscopo Show and right here on the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast, and it's over in Clifton, New Jersey. And when you go there, you get transported right back into time by the reconstructed 19th century farmhouse design, complete with reclaimed wood beams and flooring. If the weather permits, go out on the outside porch. It's complete with a quaint rocking chair, flickering gas lanterns hinting at a bygone era. Enjoy a seasonal cocktail or a casual dinner under the stars. The Barrow House satisfies groups of all sizes, always keeping that intimate feel. If you have a group dinner to plan, no problem. The Barrow House Root Cellar is a perfect stone-lined nook that showcases a carefully selected wine collection. If your group's larger, their traditional post and beam barn complete with retractable roof and belt-driven fans is the perfect setting. Whether it's the 18 craft beers on draft, the creative seasonal craft cocktails, or the scrumptious American farm fare, choose the Barrow House on Van Houten Avenue in Clifton, New Jersey. Quickly becoming a destination dining and bar experience not to be forgotten. Visit thebarrowhouse.com. Return to a simpler time, the Barrow House. And when in Nutley, don't forget to visit Cowan's Public Art Deco Speakeasy. We alarm our houses. And we alarm our cars. But when it comes to your personal information, it can be tough to know when something isn't right. That's where Discover Card can help. Now, we'll send you an alert if we find your social security number on any one of thousands of risky websites. And this service is free for card members. Just sign up online. It's our way of looking out for you, not just your account. Learn more at discover.com slash free alerts. Limitations apply. Our hosts all look like GQ models. See them now at am970theanswer.com. Final segment of the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970. The answer, a little taste of Sammy Hagar and the circle, as Sammy likes to say, at your service. That's a little uh, chicken foot there that they did the other night uh, at Jones Beach out on Long Island. What a tremendous show that was. Uh, Sammy, for a guy who's going to turn 70 in just about a week or so, 
this guy can certainly still bring it. Amazing uh, what a job he did uh, the other night with him and his bandmates over at Jones Beach. A fantastic show. We had such a great time. I can't tell you. Well, I could tell you because play, we played a little bit of chicken foot there. So there you go. You got a little taste of what it was like uh, at that concert. Speaking of tastes, it is our final segment of the program. It is part two of Suds and Duds. And uh, let me tell you something. What a great night I had on Thursday night. It was actually National Drink Beer Day. So not only did I drink beer, but I had cigars, tapas. I mean, just a tremendous time over at Paragon Tap and Table uh, and the whole staff there. And we'll get to that in just a second. But uh, first, a couple of beers that I had over at Jones Beach uh, to finish out the uh, Suds and Duds segment here on the Alcatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970. The answer uh, started off in the parking lot with a, f- uh, actually not in the parking lot, but inside the arena with a Field 5 Golden IPA from Great South Bay Brewery. Let me tell you something. Jones Beach, they've done, I haven't been there in almost 20 years, but what a great job they have done updating the venue. And not only updating the venue, but offering some really delicious craft beer. So a Field 5 Golden IPA, a very nice, easy drinking one uh, from the folks at Great South Bay Brewery. Uh, then this was one I got from Stone Brewing a few weeks back. Um, this is a Frutalica. This is a, a collaboration, uh, Beaver Town Garage Project uh, and Stone Brewing uh, put this one together. Uh, awesome citrus flavors on this one, but I did not taste the habanero. Uh, apparently they added habanero here, and a lot of people were talking about the fact that they didn't get any heat out of this beer. I did not get it either, but a delicious, tasty IPA uh, from the folks at Stone, I would expect. Nothing less. Uh, then over at Paragon Tap and Table had a uh, Born to Ruin uh, by Dark City Brewing. Um, I really was expecting more from this one. Uh, citrus, slightly bitter. I really wanted some more bite and some juiciness, especially from a double IPA. It, it kind of it, it missed the mark for me. So this one was it was a dud for me because it missed the mark. Dark City's making some good beers down in Asbury Park, but their IPAs seem to be missing. I don't know what it is. Um, I like their porters. I like their stouts. Just not a big fan of their IPAs. This one really didn't do it for me. And then Thursday night, uh, the folks at Paragon Tap and Table, along with High West Distillery and Cigar City Brewing, as well as Paragon Tap and Table, put on this great event of tapas, cigars. We got to smoke cigars out on the patio. Uh, we had uh, High West Distillery was there with their whiskeys, which my neighbor Greg was so excited about, really wanted to uh, partake in it. Had them uh, in Utah, I guess, a couple of months back and was very excited that they were doing uh, a whole tasting. Uh, and I'm, I was excited because of Cigar City Brewing being there. And uh, what a tremendous job. The food, the drink, uh, it just the cigars, everything, the entire atmosphere was fantastic. Cannot thank uh, Ernie, the GM, Sherm, Dom, Chef Eric Levine, Erin uh, Larson from Oscar Blues uh, and Cigar City. She's the rep for uh, both of those beers. What a great job. And, Chef, let me tell you something. You put together a fantastic uh, tapas menu that was just out of sight. I, I, I can't say enough good things about it. It was just it was unbelievable. The food, the lamb, I think, was the best part uh, of the entire tapas. Uh, we, we all kind of took a bite out of that, and we're like, oh, my goodness, melted in your mouth. They had a, he had a, a bone marrow uh, with uh, mushroom chips and a little mashed potatoes. Uh, the first course, the shrimp with the polenta and a little tomato jam, outstanding. And the dessert with orange chips and a mousse with a white chocolate pool in the middle, unbelievable. I, chef, outdid yourself on this one. This was fantastic. And the fact that it was small bites was even better. You got a taste of everything, but just uh, just enough to make you full. But 
Uh, a couple of the beers that I had from Cigar City uh, at the event, uh, a Guava Berra, uh, a Citra Pale Ale. This one was all right. Nothing special about this one. It was part of a flight. Uh, it was okay. I, would I drink it again? Maybe. You know, not really sure. I think if there was nothing else on tap, I think I would probably have it. I'm not sure I would go back to it again. The Maduro Brown Ale from Cigar City, outstanding. Better as it warmed up. And their Oktoberfest from Cigar City, very good German style of beer. Like this one a lot. I would have definitely gone for a full glass of this one. And then I capped it off with a Marshall Zukov, which was just, let me tell you something. We called it Turpentine's Thickest Tar. Unbelievable. That is a great stout. If you get a chance to drink uh, the Marshall Zukov Imperial Stout from Cigar City, I'm telling you, it is fantastic. That is definitely a nightcapper uh, because, and a slow sipper. That one took me over an hour to drink because it was such a great glass, a uh, big glass of it, and uh, really knocked my socks off. That is fantastic. Good stuff uh, from the folks at Cigar City Brewing. I had a highlight as well. I've had that before. Excellent IPA. Uh, well done from the folks at Cigar City Brewing. And well done, the entire staff of Paragon Tap and, Tap and Table. You guys do a great job. Ernie, Sherm, Dom, Chef Eric Levine, fantastic food. I cannot say enough about the food at Paragon Tap and Table. Get over there. Uh, we're going to be doing the show from there again in November. Uh, late November, I think it's November 30th, they're doing a bartending competition. I'm going to be one of the judges. It is going to be a great night. We're going to be back there on November 30th. I know I'm jumping the gun a little bit. We haven't really locked down the deal yet, but I'm telling you, we're going to be there. We're going to broadcast the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast from there. It is going to be awesome. You are going to enjoy it. Get over there. New fall menu starts next week. I'm telling you, they do a fantastic job. Right off of 135 the Garden State Parkway in Clark, New Jersey. And Aaron Larson from Oscar Blues in Cigar City. Great job at the beers, sunglasses, bottle openers, the cigars, uh, koozies. It was great. We had a fantastic time. And, folks... We are out of time. My thanks to Darren Yellen, Jerry Crowley, Phil Boyce, Brendan Drury, the co-owner and brewmaster of Hoboken Brewing, hobokenbrewing.beer, and the website where you can get more information. And, of course, last but not least, the great Buddy Watson. Back next week with you all at 8 p.m. on a Saturday night. I'll be back Monday on the Joe Piscopo Show at 6 a.m. This has been the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970 The Answer. Cheers, everybody. Here to tell you all about Cowan's Public. It was born in 2015, but its historic roots stretch back into the 1930s. Now, this Art Deco speakeasy in Nutley, New Jersey, has its roots dating to just after the repeal of Prohibition. The main room features a curved Art Deco bar, custom stained glass, roaring fireplace, plenty of seats. Just the right setting to enjoy a seasonal cocktail, perhaps an Ella Fizz or a Queen's Park Swizzle. And now, if you're looking for an escape from the main bar, the Nouveau Lounge is right up your alley. Upholstered walls, restored tin ceiling, deco chandeliers, great for families, small groups, and even private party rentals. Cowan's Public has 16 rotational craft beers on draft. Got to go there when they had their Victory Tap takeover. It was awesome. The beer selection is suited for all tastes, from craft beer enthusiasts to newcomers alike. Cowan's uses local purveyors, focusing on the freshest ingredients. Listen, the food is fantastic. Try the buffalo chicken poutine, the 8-ounce custom blended beef burger with Vermont cheddar, and add your choice of bacon or fried egg, or both. For me, I'd have both. Visit CowanspUblic.com. The 1930s never looked so good. Cowan's Public, your local escape. And when in Clifton, visit the newly constructed Barrow House Bar and Restaurant. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn. 
deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.